It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, back from a nice vacation down at Disney World in Florida, and excited to get back in the seat and talk some Colorado Avalanche. I'm not going to go too much into what happened while I was away um, with the, in terms of the games that they played. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the specific events in those games. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Matt Calvert thing, even though that's, um, you know, been talked about more than enough. But I'll just throw my two cents in. Um, Jared Bednar, Coach Bednar, gave a press conference where he talked about a number of things. I'll play some audio from that and talk about some of the possible returns, a big one, which could happen tomorrow. Um the the Alexander Kerfoot um, suspension came down on his hit on Eric Johnson. We'll talk about that, um, and we'll I'll give my three stars of the week for last week. Uh, but first, like I always do, let's divulge upon you the social media outlets in which to keep touch and updated with myself. Um, active on Twitter, l o p n underscore avalanche. On uh, Instagram, Locked On Avalanche, Gmail, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And I recently set up a Facebook page, which you can just search for Locked On Avalanche. I haven't done much with that yet because I, I literally set that up right before I went on vacation and then really didn't do too much with it. Um, but I probably will now that I'm home and kind of getting back into a regular routine in doing the show. So, uh, yeah, the Disney trip was is what it is with Disney. I haven't been since I was like four years old, I want to say. Um, and now that I have two kids, the family was like, well, we have to go at some point. So my daughter is old enough. Uh, my son's not. He's only six months old. But, you know, he enjoyed it as best as he could. But um, it's it's an event going down there. You If you don't like crowds, don't bother. Um, but if you don't mind the crowds and, you know, are into the whole, everything that Disney has to offer, definitely go. Um, if you want to hear more of, of my trip, I'm not going to do it, um, in a, in a hockey podcast, but obviously my other show that I do with my buddy, Mark, uh, the enthusiast life, which will come out probably Wednesday. I think we're going to record it Tuesday night. Um, if you want to know all about my doings down in Disney, uh, tune into that, subscribe to that show. Uh, cause he's, he's a big Disney nut too. He lives closer down there. He goes all the time, not as much as me, but, um, subscribe to that. If you want to hear all about my lightsaber making 
over at Galaxy's Edge and Star Wars Land. It was pretty cool. Um, but for this show, subscribe to this show as well if you're an Avalanche fan or if you're not an Avalanche fan and just want to hear uh, what the most exciting team in hockey has to offer, then hit the subscribe button. So uh, we're going to get into the, you know, the, I don't want to get too much into the Matt Calvert thing, like I said, because it's just been talked about kind of ad nauseum over the past week. But um, I think the big thing that's coming out of it, not so, not you know, not so much the hit. Yeah, the hit is, is a, a, a bad look. Um, not that he got hit, he got hit with the puck by another person. It's a bad look for the the image of NHL because... Not so much what happened right after, or what you know, what the rest didn't do, which is stop the play. Um, the fact that NHL came out and said they, by the letter of the law and by the letter of the rule, did the right thing, fine. But they didn't expand upon that and said, and we are going to look into it and change it. At least I haven't heard any of that, and that's where it, it kind of becomes a danger. Um, to to kind of just say that's a rule and kind of just throw your hands up and say like, well, it doesn't happen all that much. I don't buy that. Um, common sense needs to take over. If there's a person on the ground visibly bleeding, um, you stop the play. Assess it later. If if you have to call call a play dead, you know. Granted, um, they were shorthanded at the time. And I don't know if you didn't want to, if you, because the other team was on a power play, is that why you didn't want to stop it? If these were even strength teams, would you have stopped it then? Why is that? If that's your rationale, what's the difference there? The bottom line is a man is bleeding from his head, and you didn't stop the play. I would rather see the ref stop the play because of uh, the well-being of one of their athletes, and take the hit on that. You know what I mean? Like defend this, defend your common sense, defend that you had to stop the play because of this man's injury. Don't defend because we're, we're doing it because that's what the rule says. And I know that sounds weird to say that, like we have to follow the rules in society and stuff like that. But sometimes you need to, to, I don't want to say bend a rule. You're not really bending a rule. You're just doing what's, what's flat out right. And what was flat out right was to stop a play. Uh, for the sake of, of a man's personal well-being. Um, so that's all I'll really say about that. It's kind of upsetting that the NHL doesn't really seem like they're going to do anything about it. Um, so they might think it doesn't happen a lot, but it's going to happen again at some point in time, just the way the game is played these days. Um, everybody blocking shots the way that they do, guys sacrificing their bodies. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Um, so that is that is what it is. So... Um, we're going to get into – I'll play the, the Jared Bednar press conference. He he doesn't really mention it too much because I, I think we kind of know where Calvert's at. I think he should be back sooner rather than later, which is kind of miraculous. Um, and that's the other thing. You know, I, I think a lot of people were saying, was he in the heat of the moment? Is he faking it? You know, like an NFL player will go down, fake a leg cramp to, to get – you know, if, if he's on the defense to, to stop some time and kill some time. Um, hockey players aren't built that way. Uh, you know, for, for, are there some guys out there? Maybe I'm sure there are that will, you know, uh, act like a soccer player and you know, like their leg is chopped off when they get touched from behind. Um, but there's a, a penalty involved in that in hockey, you know, and it's called embellishment. Um, 
then then call a penalty later on. It, it, you can stop the play, assess the situation. If he's not bleeding and you think he was embellishing, then put him in the penalty box. But you can't do that if you just let the play just play out and not do anything about it. It kind of there's there's no there's no good defense for the NHL in in this situation. So it is what it is. So I will play. I'm not going to play the entire Bednar press conference because he um, kind of repeats himself um, as most press conferences go. When the press really doesn't have much to ask, but they just keep asking the same question. Uh, but the beginning part, the first half of it, um, is good. It gets some good information on some injury updates. And he gets into the a little bit about the um, Alex Kerfoot penalty uh, and injury on Eric Johnson. So I will play that and then come back with some thoughts um, after we're done with this one. Okay, I'll work backwards. Uh, Landeskog seeing the doc today um, for some more imaging. Hopefully that goes well and he can start to progress. But we'll wait on the doctor's information. Should know more tomorrow. Uh, Wilson, nothing new to report. He's had some good days. He's had some bad days. Not close. Okay. Um, Calvert, good days and bad days. Took a step forward again today after not feeling great on Sunday. So no no new news on him either. He's in the protocol. I'm waiting um, to see just how fast and quickly he works through that. Miko, uh, Good practice today, really good. Uh, wore a red jersey, but got dumped a couple times and took some hits and some accidental, some looked like on purpose. Um, so, and he, and he feels good after the practice. You know, that's his first team practice, non-contact, partial contact. He's going to need a couple more of those before he plays, so he's doubtful for tomorrow. There's a possibility we, we do see him on the weekend, though, if we can get a few more practices like that. Uh, which we will this week. And uh, Eric Johnson is sore from uh, the hit the other night. Um, he is day-to-day, and I guess you can say he's questionable for tomorrow. I did not like the hit at all, at all. Um, it's numbers all the way. And when he gives him the shot, it's in the upper mid to upper back, which knocks him off balance, and he's a real dangerous um, distance from the boards. So I think EJ, as funny as it sounds, I, I mean, I think it's we're lucky he's not really hurt after that one because he goes in hard and he goes in awkward, and you're just not expecting that as a player. So I think that, um, you know, the suspension and hearing, I think, is, is something that needed to happen. All right, so uh, a few things there. And that, like I said, that goes on for another four minutes or so. If you wanted to listen to the rest of it, feel free to go look it up. But uh, the the important things are what he kind of said in the beginning, which is injuries, which seem to be, um, you know, one of the many, I, they're not highlights, we can call them lowlights, of the avalanche season. Um he briefly mentions Gabe Landeskog, said he's close, um, going to see a doctor tomorrow, and hopefully they'll know more. Um, I just get the sense that he's closer than we think. Um, I don't know. There's They've, they've been kind of tight-lipped on exactly what's going on with him. Um, 
as opposed to other players who they seem to be uh, more forthwith on, on what their injury is and, and where they stand. And for a reason, it seemed like pulling teeth to get anything out of what's really going on with Landis Cox. So, but just a, maybe there's a gut feeling that I have is he's closer um, than further away. That doesn't seem to be the case with Colin Wilson. Um, he pretty much summed it up with two words, not close. Um, and the way he said it, the way he presented it was just like, we are going to be out with Colin Wilson for quite a while. Um, I'm not going to guess on anything. I'm not there in the day to day to really get more of a sense or gauge just by body language or, you know, Colin Wilson himself, um, on how he's doing, walking around, whatever he may be doing on a day to day operation. I don't see that, but just the way that coach bednar expressed that by saying not close um i think he's further away than we really think um the calvert thing you know it is what it is he said good days and bad days um which you know what happened to him that's that's going to happen i guess he said sunday was a good day the following day was not a good day so um i think we're going to be without matt calvert for a little while uh, and finally, some good news for us Avalanche fans. Uh, Miko Rantanen will be back very soon. Um, when Bednar was, and he did it multiple times in the press conference, and they finally corrected him. He was thinking they had a game tomorrow, uh, which if you're listening to this on, on Tuesday, um, it would be today, which, of course, they don't. They have a game on Wednesday. Um, he said, you know, he wore the red jersey and got knocked around a little bit which is a good thing. Um, you kind of want him. He's been out for a number of games. Uh, you kind of want him to be as much game ready as he can be. And, you know, he, he was off to a great start, but he didn't, he was not there for a training camp. Although these guys keep in good shape, you know what I mean? He, he was involved um, with some other programs. I can't remember who it was, but um, it's not like he, he, what, when I say he's not game ready, he, he, was he's in shape the guy's in you know phenomenal shape it's just not being around the teammates um was it going to work he got off to a great start and he got off to a great start and now he's injured and now he's out for a little while so now he can't you know when, when he was not when he wasn't signed he was still participating in hockey events and keeping in shape and skating and playing the game and when he was injured he didn't do that so i think it helped him that he you know the the whole off season when he was doing what he was doing to stay in hockey shape helps him now because now like he couldn't do any of that stuff. So I, I hope that he'll just come back in the, you know, the mid season form. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously going to take him at least a game to really test that, at, that ankle out and get hit and, and cuts and you know, how, how is, how is he going to react to certain things? You know, the game speed, um, that remains to be seen, but um, he it sounded pretty promising um, that, you know, and, and, and if it's not Wednesday, um, I, I would have to believe it's going to be the very next game, which is I want to see because they're playing. They are playing on the 27th again against Edmonton, which we will talk about the game in tomorrow's show um, day off on the 28th. And then they play the Blackhawks <clears throat> on the 29th. So if you don't see him on the 27th, I am willing to believe you will see him on the 29th against Chicago. The way that it sounds, 
Um, the videos that I've seen, the few videos I've seen, seem like he's kind of back to full speed. Um, and if he's getting knocked around as much as you do get knocked around in practice, um, he's he's coming back. And finally, finally, we get somebody back from injury. Um, and hopefully this starts a trend of people coming back and not uh, people going away. Because as good as the Avalanche season has been up to this point, with you know the roller coaster ups and downs, um, the big down has been this injury-riddled season. I've never seen anything like it, and it, it has to stop at some point, doesn't it? It has to. I, I, and maybe that's a weird thing to say because injuries can happen to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Um, but you just got to think the Avalanche have had their share of a season's worth of injuries within the first two months of the season. Um, and it's got to end. So maybe Miko coming back um, is the start of the uh, return injury riddled season that it's been so far. Obviously he talks about the um, Alexander Kerfoot hit on Eric Johnson. Um, Eric Johnson is he said questionable for Wednesday. Again, if you don't see him uh, Wednesday, I would venture to guess you would see him uh, the following game in Chicago. That I'm going to play the uh, the NHL um, video or audio on the suspension for Alex Kerfoot. Um, let me do that right now. I'll play that right now, and then we'll come back um, and talk about uh, that pretty nasty hit that Eric Johnson took, which could have been a whole lot worse. So let's hear what the NHL has to say about it, and then we'll come back. Maple Leafs forward Alexander Kerfoot was penalized for boarding Avalanche defenseman Eric Johnson. As the video shows, Johnson skates towards a loose puck behind the Colorado goal line as Kerfoot pursues on the forecheck. Johnson arrives at the puck first and attempts to corral it with Kerfoot behind him. As Johnson reaches the puck, Kerfoot delivers a shove to his back, causing a violent crash directly into the boards. This is boarding. It is important to note that Kerfoot is entirely in control of this play. From the moment that he hits the hash marks, Kerfoot sees nothing but Johnson's numbers. This is not a case of a player turning his back immediately prior to contact in a way that turns a legal hit into an illegal one. Further, while the shove itself is not delivered with exceptional force, it was also not a case where a player puts his hands on the back to guide, direct, or engage the puck carrier. It is delivered at an extremely dangerous distance from the boards while both players are traveling with speed. It is also delivered in a manner that sends Johnson directly into the boards and not at an angle that might minimize the danger of the play. And while we acknowledge Kerfoot's observation that Johnson loses his footing slightly as he attempts to turn up ice, it is the shove by Kerfoot that causes Johnson to crash dangerously into the inboards. This is a forceful shove to the back of a player who is not positioned to adequately protect himself, putting him dangerously and directly into the boards. To summarize, this is boarding. Kerfoot has been neither fined nor suspended previously in his 179-game NHL career. The Department of Player Safety has suspended Alexander Kerfoot. 
All right, and the auto cut out at the very end there, but they suspended him for two games. They suspended Kerfoot for two games. Is that enough? Uh, I, I mean, what he did was could have been a whole lot worse. Um, and and they said something in that video or audio where I guess in Kerfoot's hearing he said, you know, that Johnson lost his footing as he was attempting to go up ice. He's he's still going towards the boards. Where is he going up ice there? Um, I, I get you're maybe trying to state your case so you don't get suspended as much, sure. Um, but there's no going up ice there. You, I mean, that's dangerous, man. Um, the the distance away from the, the boards that he was, um, and and he wasn't going in the direction towards the boards with great speed, but enough speed where just the the little push that he got, as they say in the video, wasn't excessive force in the push, but it was enough to to get him off balance and into the boards and man like if Johnson doesn't have the reflexes he has he's going head first into that that board and we might be talking about a career being over I don't want to sound like dramatic but that is really really dangerous what Kerfoot did so I think he's lucky to have a two game suspension um you know they they always bring up the how how often have they been suspended in, or fined in the past as kind of a metric to what the suspension suspension is i don't know like i i i'm i'm so pro and con with that um i think if a guy's not built that way to really cause harm they're not going to be out looking for guys um and and they're not going to be like Kerfoot's not making that play saying i it, it's a it's fast game so he's not making that play saying I've never been suspended before. I can throw this guy into the boards and maybe only get a fine. Let's try to do that. He's not saying that. So um, I don't want to dwell too much on past um, penalties and and fines and suspensions, but um, I think the NHL makes a bigger deal about that than than I normally would because I don't I don't care too much about if he's been suspended or fined in the past. I care about that play, and that play is extremely dangerous extremely dangerous. So we're lucky that um, Eric Johnson has cat-like reflexes and can kind of maneuver his body as he's heading head first into a board. Um, and maybe we won't be without him for so long. I'm just happy the guy's okay in the grand scheme of it. Could have been a lot worse. But um, doesn't really sound like he's going to be playing Wednesday. I mean, anything is possible. He's a hockey player, so he could come back. Uh, but like I said, it could have been a lot worse and just thankful that it's not. Um, all right. So the, we're going to get into the three stars of the week, not named Nathan, which I said, you know, I'll do that the beginning of every week, give our, give my three stars for last week. And I can't include Nathan McKinnon in these lists because he probably would be the first star each and every week. Um, and I'm not going to just do it based on sheer numbers. That's kind of like the easy thing to do. Of course, I'll take that into account. But um, I think I just want to kind of give credit to guys who just had a good week and maybe didn't necessarily fill up the stat sheet. And that's exactly what I'm going to do this week, as uh, you will see. So I think my third star for last week is, you know, I'm going against what I exactly the opposite of what I just said, because uh, Burkowski had a light up. Uh, week, three goals, two assists. He's been he's been 
what we needed. He's been that next man up mentality type of player with all the injuries that we've had. Uh, he has absolutely stepped up um, and he, he's, he's earning that first line uh, promotion right now. So um, three goals to assist for him. Fantastic week. Uh, just wish it turned into a couple more wins, but what are you going to do with that? Kale McCarr, second star for me. Uh, two goals in that one game. Beautiful toe drag goal. Uh, he. What else can you say about this guy? I mean, he's just he's lighting the league on fire right now, and to do it at his age and the inexperience that he has, uh, and you know, with all the injuries that the Avalanche have, uh, again, he's another one that has had needed to step up, and he has. I'm a little concerned with. Uh, the amount of ice time he's getting. It's a lot. Um, the last two games he has, I mean, not to the second, but I think 25 minutes. And then I think against the Maple Leafs, he did just about 28 minutes of ice time. He did almost half the game. I mean, I know he's young, and I know he's got a lot of energy, and, and he's you know in fantastic shape, and he's not you know beaten down and weathered like some of the veterans. But he might get there quick if he keeps up. Um, playing that many minutes per game. I know Graves was technically benched, I think, um, during the Maple Leafs game. I think he – what did he play? I'm going to look that up quick, uh, his his ice time, because I think Bednar kind of had enough of him. And to be honest with you, he hasn't been playing that well. Uh, 11-48, um, but he typically gets more than that. And I don't know what's going on with Ryan Graves, but when I watch him play, I just, when he has the puck, I'm just clenching my fist saying, please don't turn it over. Please don't turn it over. And he normally turns it over. So I I don't know what's going on with him, but he has not been, um, he's not been the best. And I think Makar is kind of taking over um, his minutes right now. I don't know. I don't know what else to, to say about it because really McCarr shouldn't be getting 28 minutes a night. It's nice because he's so good and you get to watch a lot of them, but uh, we don't need another guy breaking down <laughs> or, or injured, and I would hate to see it because he's had too many minutes. Um, and then I have to give uh, the number one star to a guy who I feel just has been working his butt off and really on the score sheet has nothing to show for it. Um, but he finally broke through. I think it was 91 or 92 games without a goal. And Valerian Chuskin finally got on the stat sheet in the goal column. Uh, I think he added a, one other assist. Yeah, I think just one other assist in another game. Um, he he's trying and he's doing very well. And I, you know, with with Rantanen coming back and Landeskog probably right around the corner, I think his minutes are gonna just decline and, and drop down naturally because those guys are back in the lineup. But um, I, I'm comfortable with him on the ice. I, it's just sounds weird saying that, but I, I, I'm comfortable that he's just going to make a right play. It might not end in a goal for him or, or any points at all, but I, I just enjoy watching him play because he's, he's just sound. He's a sound player um, and he's in the right place at the right time and, um, I I don't know what it is, but I I just feel for the guy that he couldn't get on the stat sheet, and he find, and you could just see the relief. He didn't have like this 
Alexander Ovechkin like celebratory, uh, you know, just flailing his arms when he scored. It was just like you saw physically that monkey literally coming off his back when he got that goal in. So congratulations to to him. Um, hopefully he can. This will start just an onslaught of goals for him because we need him. Uh, but it was it was good to finally see that. So because of that, I anoint you the Lockdown Avalanche first star of the week. So. That is going to be it for today, guys. Uh, like I said, glad to be back in the saddle and doing the show on a daily basis. Probably won't have one out on Thanksgiving, of course, but tomorrow we definitely will. And among other things, whatever happens news-wise, which I'm sure there's going to be something, and some other injury that we're going to have to talk about, most likely. Um, we'll be talking about that, and as well as kind of uh, previewing the avalanche oilers game oilers come to town this time instead of us going there they're coming to colorado maybe the tides will turn and nathan mckinnon will have his own six point game against Connor mcdavid we'll see but uh, we'll tackle that tomorrow but until then here's Joby. go abs go